Hello and welcome to Logistically Difficult. I'm James Barr. And I'm Martin Joseph. This is the LGBTQ plus Love Island podcast where we attempt to answer the question, would a gay Love Island be that logistically difficult? Yes, it would, you fucking queer. Today we have two amazing guests. Oh, I'm so yeah. excited. They're dead funny. Please welcome a straight person and a gay person. It's Katrina Robinson and Anthony Gillet. Woo-woo. Guys, it has been the week of absolute fucking hell in Love Island, and I have loved every moment of it. <gasps> Welcome to the podcast. Yay! Woo! Yay! <laughs> what a week. Anthony and Kat, are you just loving it? Oh my God, I'm absolutely loving it. Like, Casa and more, it just went off. Like, so many people's, like, true colours are showing... It's just, oh, it's great entertainment. I'm loving every minute of it right now. And we do need to point out to the listeners that you are... Because the thing is, here's the problem. We have been quite hard on the straights, James, haven't we? Rightly so, let me just say, rightly so. Well, Liam's not been doing you guys any favours, and he He has been your representative. So mm. we have um, brought Kat on board um, uh, to speak for those, um, the, like the couple of straight people that exist. Yeah, <laughs> we're a really diverse podcast, so we just felt like it was right that we let a straight person speak. Yeah, because we are nothing but inclusive here on Logistically mm-hmm. Difficult. Mm-hmm. It was logistically difficult to actually get Kat on, though, because straight people, as we know, are logistically difficult, <laughs> as, are, as are queer people. Kat, you're, you're representing the minority that is the heterosexual. <laughs> yes, yeah, I'll try, I'll try and do us proud. Right, <laughs> we need to talk Liam's terrible speech. I have to talk about it. Um, did that make anyone else want to jump fast and hardly out of a window? That's why I'm sat by a window right now, Martin. Thank you for noticing. Okay, I'll be honest, maybe a bit controversial. I didn't mind the speech because I felt like he was kind of, with with respect to what they can do in the villa, he was quite limited to what he could do in proving to Millie that he wanted her back. And I don't know, like, maybe whether I've watched too many rom-coms or not, but I just, I, certain, de- certain like, public declarations of love are super embarrassing to me. But I didn't mind it. My only issue was that I couldn't understand a word that he was fucking saying. (laughs) (laughs) Otherwise, it might have been a little bit more romantic. But I I, I got the gesture that was there because, you know, it was like, what else could he do? He, like, kept apologizing. But he didn't even learn the speech. Like, all of us do comedy, right? And I hate... I mean, I don't know if any of you guys are this person comics that got with the phone in the hand it drives me up the wall i'm like that material just isn't sure. ready give it I another think if it's, give it I mean, two if it's more days in babe. progress no. i think it's okay i think it's okay sure. well that's what i mean it's, it's not like a spoken word thing at the end of the day i i oh. personally found it a bit cringe <laughs> i mean i think he was trying to get his point across i get it but also i don't really like public displays of affection i think it would have been so much more romantic if he just wrote it out like like a poem or something and gave it to her in private and they had this really nice little private moment the fact he did it so publicly i don't know i felt it was a little bit i don't want to misquote <laughs> him but i'm pretty sure he said that he'd learned a lot as well in that speech <laughs> and i thought immediately fuck you fuck you like, don't make it about your learning. It's not, it's just, it's so, he's so self-indulgent. He doesn't love her. He loves himself. And he, and that's all I have to say about it. I felt so, like yeah. he was gaslighting her quite a lot as well. Like, he a wasn't lot. really taking response, like, ownership of that he's done wrong. He was kissing another girl, you know, proper, like, putting it on her. 
and just didn't, yeah, wasn't owning up. To, he also hasn't apologized. Know. Even in his speech, he did not apologize. He's yet to go, do you know what? I really fucked up. I'm so sorry. Hasn't done it. Yeah. <laughs> Anthony, have you ever had a guy like this gaslight you? Or, or have you had a moment where he's apologized and, and how did you react? Do you know what? It's funny because I used to get quite a lot, maybe not so much the gaslighting thing, um, but I used to have like men that would like fuck me over or they would do things that made me feel bad about myself and then act like it was nothing. Um, and I, I went through a period of my life where I was like, okay, I'm going to actually start telling these men what I think and why I feel like what they're doing is wrong. And I used to call it like upcycling because I was like, oh, I'm making these men better and then sending them back off out into the world with <laughs> somebody else. That's I was like, oh, so I'm good. such Love a good that. person. <laughs> and I remember one guy in particular, we had had like an incident where he had damaged my self-esteem and then like maybe six seven eight months later or something he then come back into my dms to ask if i had bad mouthed him to the guy that he was currently dating because we were friends on facebook i didn't know who he was dating at the time but then i thought do you know what the cheek and the audacity of you to even come back here and ask me that well, you haven't even apologised for the way that you treated me. So then I just, I ended up giving him a whole, uh, <laughs> a whole lesson in that respect. <laughs> and it was actually quite well received. He was like apologetic and he was like, I'm really sorry. I've been dealing with depression and addiction issues and things like that, which, you know, it, it, it helped a little bit. But I think it was just nice to know that he had taken what I'd said on board. Mm. Yeah, but Liam... <laughs> <laughs> like Liam did. I don't li actually mind him. Oh, he's. It was the. It, listen, I think it was drippy. Also, I've got an issue. If you're going to do a public display, so here's the point I was making. If you don't learn it, then just go and have a conversation with her. If you're going to do me a public display after we've just had a bloody pop star do a performance, I want a flash mob. Do you know what I mean? Like I want cartwheels. I want some sort of like effects. I want music. I want dancing. Don't stand up there and with with your phone and just be like, um, I really, really think you remind me of my first love, and and I want to be like it was so. Yeah, I mean, it I, wasn't. I, was dry. I wasn't blown away by it. Definitely not. And also just the fact. The fact that he was kissing another girl as well, like literally, like, what was it, three, four days ago? Like literally so on her and then going from that to doing that, it was, it was just a bit off. Also, can we just really briefly talk about, <laughs> talk about Mabel's performance? <laughs> Why were they all restricted to be like, please do not get within 20 feet of Mabel? They were all like stuck <laughs> up on that top platform. It was so awkward. Like, I know there's a virus, but that was far, right? It was like... Yeah. <laughs> oh, do you think that's why they did it? I didn't even clock. Well, I been... thought they were just like... And what did you think it was? They were just like, Z-listers do not go near that. Like, <laughs> oh, don't come <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think it's a bit of both, to be fair. But like, it was... There's a two meter rule, right? But she's, I think it, to be honest, I think it's more her bringing something in. 
because they've all been isolating yeah. for like so yeah. long and they're all tested yeah and we don't know what toby's gonna do next like he could suddenly get it on with mabel and then <laughs> there's an outbreak of crabs across the villa like we need to be careful yeah oh, toby's actually warming to me though i'm actually warming to toby a little bit now i don't know why i just i'm kind of i'm warming to him a bit i feel like he's like a likable fuck boy like mm, <laughs> he's yeah. quite likable isn't he <laughs> no i'm i'm not i'm not buying it wait you prefer liam to Toby. Toby. Yeah. Oh. Really? Yeah. You're both the Because I do kind of feel like, I do kind of feel like Liam is a bit genuine, whereas Toby is literally like, I'm just going to fuck everyone in the villa, <laughs> and then when that doesn't work, then I'm going to be like, oh, yeah, then you were the one. And she's, like, just making me, like, she's making me really cringe because she's just taking it on. She's like, oh, you've been with everyone and then you came back to me. That's so sweet. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I always compare Love Island to being in a gay sauna. And Kat, this may be new information for you, but I think it's like, like I think it's like, you've gone at the beginning of the night and there's some hotties in there and you've tried, but no one's sort of been into you. And then it's got to the end of the night and then your standards like slowly, slowly slip. And then at the end of the night, it's like 4 a.m. You want to go home, but you haven't like completed yeah. anything yet. And you just go... I guess. And that's what this feels like. Like Chloe this was is just, the difference between Chloe was just like, I guess. Like I was thinking of it like Wagamama menu, you know, where you're like, you always have the katsu curry, but then you think maybe I should try all the other dishes you do, but then you just get back round to the boring katsu curry. Yeah. That's sort of where I was. I, was like, I do that all the time when I go to Wagamama. It's always the katsu curry. And then I'm like, oh, I'll spice it up. And then I never enjoy it as much. Exactly. Yeah, see, I, I only identified with the sauce reference. <laughs> so relatable. Okay, let's talk girls um, all getting back with exes. Now, this is, I, I have a theory what's happened here. So I think Millie has taken Liam back and she feels guilty about it. And you can trace every single one of those girls getting back with their exes back to Millie. Millie had a conversation with Chloe. Next minute, she's back with Toby. Millie had a conversation with Kaz. Next minute, she's back with Teddy. Basically, Millie has a conversation with someone, and then the next minute, they're getting back together, is my theory. But Millie's the one that's being the most restrictive about getting back with her ex. But she's not. It's boring. She's she's actually back with him. She just wants to have a bit of control. But I think she feels guilty that she's back with him, so she wants to drag everyone else down into the <laughs> dick sand with her. And she's like, let's all just live down here with all our fuckboys, and we'll all be shit together. I blame her. Mm. Kaz could do better. You say that though, but I think Tyler's so good looking. Oh my God. He could like, he could fuck me over so many times and I'd probably still go back. <laughs> just like, but would that be good for he's you? So no. Looking. He's lovely looking, but it wouldn't be good for you. No, this is the thing. Yeah. But then I, I did think about it though. I feel like with like the Kaz and Tyler situation, they'd only, they hadn't been together that long. Like, I feel like he did say a few things that sort of led her on a bit, but at the same time, it was still quite new. So maybe he sort of wanted to sort of try things and see, but I actually think he does like Kaz. Get genuinely. fucked. Get fucked. He yeah, I mean, wanted to get Kaz on the, the show. Nation's sweetheart. He Everyone loves Kaz. Thank you. But he is just, no, he's a fuck boy. And actions <laughs> He wanted speak to be on the show. Loud. He wanted to he stay. Did. Yeah. That's it. He wanted to stay. And the way he's been playing the game is very indicative, oh, good word, of how he will behave throughout <laughs> his life. So, like, you can see the true colors. Let's just, let's just stop where we are. Let's stop. Uh, you know, I've been, I've been brainwashed. I've been brainwashed by Tyler. This is what I think straight people don't get, and I'm sure the gays will back me up here. You can fuck him 
You can fuck him all you want, but you don't have to have feelings or pretend that you're going to like fall in love with him and let him fuck you around. Mm. Yeah. Just use it and lose it. <laughs> you should only fuck a fuck boy. Like that's all you should do with them. Right. Yeah. Exactly. That's why they're sure, called a yeah. fuck boy. Mm. That's what it's about. Yeah. I don't think that's why they're called that, but that's definitely correct. <laughs> <laughs> Change approved. <laughs> Have any of you guys ever been cheated on by an ex and then taken them back? I no, I actually I haven't been cheated on by an ex, but I I do this thing where <laughs> I've had an ex break up with me, and then I go through this stage where I'm so used to having them in my life, like you know when you're texting someone every day and you're used right. to having that contact, I find it hard to just leave them alone. Like they've broken up with me, I need to leave. <laughs> and I keep trying to text them, contact them, and then it gets to a point where they just block me of everything. <laughs> and then instead of leaving with my dignity, like I I I'm just going with my dignity. I then think, how else can I get in contact with them? It's got to a point where I've sent them a letter in the post, I've oh, sent God. them books back. Oh. Because <laughs> I just can't let that. go. But then I've done all of that. And like six months down the line, I've like forgotten about them and I'm fine. But that initial like two week, three week point where you've broken up with someone, I just can't let go. I have to keep going. <laughs> You're like a friend of mine. I had a friend whose girlfriend came around to pick up her stuff from his. And after she'd left, he texted her saying, wait, just checking. You didn't want to like do it one last time, did you? Oh. <laughs> No. I've had loads of things like that. And I have loads of friends that go back to their exes. One of them's doing it tonight. <gasps> and what about you? Uh, well, I've never had a long-term relationship, so I technically wouldn't really class... But what about a fuckboy? Have you gone back out with someone that was really mean to you? No. No, I, ge I generally have it as like a clean break. And a bit like what I said earlier, where I have had incidences where I had to build up my self-esteem, if somebody damages my self-esteem, there's just there's, it's quite rare that we can go back from that. Mm. Um, I mean, obviously, unless they did me like a speech in public, like Leah. <laughs> and didn't learn it. No rehearsal. I'm so mad at that. Um, I did it. I did this, I had a boyfriend that we were living together and he was fucking me off. So I broke up with him and like moved his stuff out the room, but it was like a big share house. There was a spare room. So he moved into that for a while while we were working out the transition of getting him out the house. But because we were living together, I broke up with him hoping he would then be like, I'm sorry, baby, I love you. But he didn't, he just started bringing guys back to the house and then I fell more in love with him, right? So then one night I like went and spent all my money um, to turn the garden into a fairy tale wonderland filled with fairy lights. And I made this dinner and then I wore a suit. <laughs> and, and I sent him a oh message and I said, come home at this time. I need to have a conversation. So he came in and I'd like candle lit the walkway into the garden. And he came in and we had this like amazing dinner and we like reminisced about our two years together. And I was in a suit. And then at the end he went, just so you know, we're never getting back together. Oh. And I went, and I remember trying to take the tie off and I couldn't like breathe because I couldn't get the tie off. And I was like, it just won't come off. And so I did like the, the grand gesture and it didn't work out. So I, I'm not really quite sure if I answered my own question there, but yeah, we ended and then I tried to get back with the ex and then it was the most harrowing. It was like <laughs> making the breakup worse. And the original breakup, I won. I was like, you're not going to come home? That's fine. I'll move your shit out the room. And then the new breakup was me crying in a full black and white suit, um, like over some volivants while he was just like, yeah, babe, I'm not into oh it. My God. And I was sobbing. 
this, is, this has been really difficult to listen to. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all of our faces like, are just like, oh God. I just oh realized God. that that's, that could be quite a good set though. So I think I'm going to write that, that down. That's good, yeah. I mean, it was like watching I the mean, Titanic sink, for sure. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> between you hates. and Kat, I'm like, this is why you just should just not do that. Yeah, you, just don't make, do you end up making it worse. That's the thing. Like, you, you, I, I leave the breakup on a good point, and then it's like, I know now I've ruined it now. Like, I left with my dignity, but now I've made it even worse by like doing, like you said, like the grand gestures or just oh. them, like I did, so just going mental. I found out my ex had cheated on me by going through his bin and finding a used condom in the bin. <sighs> I confronted him about it and he said that he'd used it for himself. Obviously, he hadn't. Having a poshy. So I got my own back by returning the favor and going up to a guy and saying, oh, my boyfriend's cheated on me. Would you mind sleeping with me so I can cheat on him back? And then I did that. (laughs) And the guy Um, said? Yeah. He was like, oh, I'm going through a breakup too. So sure, why not? But wait, you told me this. Wait, maybe you told it on the podcast. But what the first time you asked? You asked Mr. Gay UK and he said... I d- sorry, you, do, you know what? I, I did. <laughs> I told you this earlier this week. I, I skipped that bit out. The first person I asked said um, said uh, no, basically. Uh, <laughs> and that happened to be Mr. Gay UK. And then the second person did. But I did go back with my ex for about eight months on and off. And it was horrific. I do not recommend... Um, yeah, not great. I love how you were like so polite about it as well. You were like, "Please, may you sleep with me so that I can get, <laughs> get back with my ex." That's literally what I did. Yeah. The first one, I was like, "Can I kiss you, please?" Um, it was which Mister Go UK was it? Oh, I asked. This. Oh, like oh my god, like two thousand and nine or something. Oh my god, I need pictures. Yeah, I wonder if I know him. Yeah, it was a while ago. Oh my god, do you? That's so awkward. Um, <laughs> Yeah, but when we broke up, actually, rather than having like a big, dr- I mean, it was quite dramatic. Uh, when we finally broke up, I was like, right, let's open up Facebook. I'm going to unconnect you. I'm going to unfriend you right now. And we did it. Like I made him do it in front of me and then I left and never saw him again. Oh, God. Well, that's harrowing. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess the point of this conversation was to say that getting back with Liam was a really bad idea. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so before we go, we have to ask you our final question, which is if you could make this show a little bit more inclusive, how would you do it? So you can go in tomorrow, you're given full production rights for a day, and you can change one thing. It has to be feasible, you're able to change it in one day. What would it be to either make it more queer inclusive or just make it like a bit more inclusive or a bit more accessible? What would it be? Um, For me, well, I actually had two ideas. <laughs> um, my one a... idea would be like, you know how Instagram now you can put your pronouns so you can put she, her, they, they, them or whatever. I feel like it'd be quite good like for the show. Like, you know, when the names come up, like it says Chloe, she, her or something like it's such a small thing, but it just makes it a little bit more inclusive and maybe more accessible to people. So that we said that um, on water bottles on the I water think, bottles. How yeah. cool that oh, be? actually, that's yeah. yeah, yeah. I love that. That'd be really cool. And then I think they should have like a like a prize party or something like oh. colorful rainbows, everything like that'd be so fun. Yeah, like yeah, a, like an NHS party. That would be so good. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted I wanted like the frock destroyers to go in last night, like Spotify party, but with the frock destroyers. <laughs> right. Oh, like my that. <laughs> like a drag brunch i went to one recently and that was so fun like a drag brunch party oh my god just such a straight girl <laughs> <laughs> that would be oh so my god. Fun. did you enjoy your drag bottomless brunch <laughs> was it cute <laughs> great but they they literally sat there this week and were like 
we hate the rainbow. <laughs> and I was like, oh, this is so ironic. Um, yeah. I feel like my suggestion's stupid. I would just put fucking gay people in there. But well, that's obviously... No one said that yet. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what they should do. Either that or just, like, ply them all with alcohol and then just lock two boys in the hideaway <gasps> for, like, a few days, just yeah. until they do something. Like prison. Something. Like, they just start to, like, make one of them makes the other one their bitch. Like... <laughs> gay Tanamo yeah, Bay. Exactly. <laughs> Literally, Gay Tanamo Bay. <laughs> Well, this has been so much fun. Thank you both for coming on. Um, can you tell people what you have coming up and all about your socials and all that good stuff, Kat? Yes, so I have a show coming up uh, with other Kat called The Whoring Twenties. It's on the 26th and 27th of August at Museum of Comedy, 8.30 p.m. Already and got my tickets. you can find all my work at Miss Katarina Arts. Amazing. Uh, I have my solo stand-up show called What Am I Like, which is uh, the Water Rats in King's Cross. That's on the 11th and the 18th of August, 7pm, 9pm, respectively. <laughs> and on socials, I am Jalay Slays. Amazing. Perfect. James, does that make you feel like we're not doing enough that neither of us have a show to announce? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's fine. But we're coming to your shows. Yeah. I'm excited. Thank you so much for listening to Logistically Difficult. You can catch me on Instagram at Mr. Martin Joseph. And you can catch me at I'm James Barr. And until next time, stay bye. difficult. <laughs> <laughs>